you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how. Come here, come here, though. Yeah, he's crazy, see? Who are you? Oh my, oh my, oh my. Hey, what is up? Uh, I hope you guys already ate because I'm going to have on um, Jesslyn Hernandez, who is a food blogger and has over 30,000 followers just on Instagram uh, and pretty much just the same on TikTok. But she's also an author of uh, a trilogy that's coming out. She's working on the third book, but uh, great, great person to talk to because she lives in Orlando and supports a lot of local communities and restaurants. And uh, she just does a great job with her uh, social media to spread positivity, but as well as help these local businesses uh, grow. So if you are a local business, I definitely encourage you to reach out to her because I'm sure without even thinking twice, she's going to head over to your uh, restaurant and try out your food and uh, just help you help you grow your business. So a really cool person to talk to. Uh, I met her a few years ago, so I kind of wanted to rekindle our relationship because it's been quite some time and I wanted to pick her brain a little bit about how she got her start. So uh, this podcast is all about food and uh, how to create a blog, how to go viral on social media, like a lot of cool stuff that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, I'll leave the links to her social media, but you can follow her at Orlando Foodie Girl on Instagram. Uh, and again, her name's Jesslyn Hernandez. So before we uh, introduce her fully and I get her on the show, I do want to thank uh, our friends over at Perfect Keto. So Perfect Keto, guys, speaking of food, I mean, you know, uh, food's great because you want to get the proper nutrients that you need, right, uh, on a daily basis. And sometimes we don't really eat the best food, do we? Well, the cool thing with Perfect Keto is they have those supplements whether it's snacks to kind of get you through the day, to give you the right proteins and the good fats that your body needs, Perfect Keto has it all. You can visit perfectketo.com, use the code THEBERARDO. You're actually going to get 20% off your entire order, and that's on anything. So check out their entire portfolio. They have tons of really cool stuff. Again, you could see that at perfectketo.com. But without further ado, let's bring in today's guest, uh, Jesslyn Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. No, don't, don't say it's Monday. We're allowed to... We're allowed to make a couple of mistakes. It's okay. Um, <laughs> no, but thanks. Thanks for joining. It's been quite some time. Obviously, uh, I've, I've followed you uh, since we first met. Might have been almost two, three years ago now. Yeah. Um, at the vegan festival years. in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And um, so, no, I, I appreciate the time. There's a couple of things I want to talk to you about first, uh, kind of off the record. Uh, yeah. So I told you about Meet Cute Box. So, oh, yeah. yes. th so this you, is you a product you're launching that you send to people's house. It's like a date night box. Pretty much. Yeah. It's a subscription box, but it's a little bit different than, um, at least the research that I've done. Cause I've been working on this for like six, seven months and doing a lot of like in-depth market research and seeing the competition. Of course there's hundreds and hundreds of boxes. So I didn't want to just launch a new subscription box. So I mm -hmm. wanted to do a subscription box that was only for local business. And that's what this is, is every month is going to be a themed box. And then in, including in that local box with all those unique items that you can't find anywhere except for this one location, um, we're also going to have a date night in every single box. So it's going to promote local business, but it's also going to allow the couples to enjoy date night with each other and do something new, new and unique and fresh. So, um, <laughs> But speaking of which, enough about me. The reason I wanted to have you on uh, mainly is because I've watched you over the years and naturally your following is getting bigger and I know you put a lot of work in into your posts and your videos. So for people that don't know uh, Jesslyn Hernandez, 
how did you start this blog? Because you're like the Orlando foodie girl. Like you are the girl in Orlando. And well, you know what happens? It's the name. If you say it, it comes true. So I became the Orlando foodie girl. It was just That's a hilarious. title and it manifested into reality. That's so um, great. Yeah. No, it, it's been fun. It's been a, an adventure for sure. Um, sure. You find out the influencer market is very high school in some senses, but it's very powerful in a marketing sense. So as long as you could balance um, being in that industry and at the same time have the strength intellectually of, of marketing and understanding how to market a product so that people really see what they can have and what they can get and, and um, yeah. promote, then you're doing well. That's right. And did this did this idea first come about to where you were just like doing a blog or doing a post or did it happen organically? Um, how, how, how fast was the growth? I'm not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, what happened with Orlando Foodie Girl, it, it kind of was a concept that started by mistake. I was uh, dating a guy at that point. You and anyway, I was dating a guy at that point who was a self-proclaimed uh, food critic and asked mm. me to take a photo. And so I took a photo to kind of help him out and um, put it on Instagram. The Instagram started growing and growing and um, eventually grew bigger than his. And the guy was not happy about that, caused a lot of problems. And uh, yeah, so that ended that relationship. I'm trying to stay friends with the person, but you know, it, it becomes yeah. difficult. But it was one of those things that happened by mistake and a lot has actually um, evolved from it. Um, I've seen restaurants that were about to shut down that I just come in um, and help by putting it on the platform. And because such a large percentage of my followers are local, that restaurant all of a sudden gets awareness. People start showing up and it turns a restaurant completely around. I've gone in and helped restaurants from shutting down. You know, That's quite so a few cool. Times. Um, That's so cool. Well, kudos to you on that because I know, especially these last couple of years, I mean, that's a big reason why I wanted to start this box is because aside from the bailout and all that, just local businesses have been struggling for years. Forget about the pandemic, but this might not be the last pandemic either. It might not be the last mm -hmm. thing that, you know, shut these restaurants down. And I think everyone could agree with, yeah, Chick-fil-A has a good chicken sandwich, but if you go to like a local mom and pops that makes like chicken and waffles and legit chicken yeah. sandwiches that gets their chicken from like a local farm. Oh, you don't, you'll forget. My lip. Mm. You'll forget about Chick-fil-A real quick. And by the way, I should mention I'm vegan and I could appreciate, but I could appreciate what a good chicken sandwich tastes like. Cause I remember what it tastes like, the difference between that and a Chick-fil-A and even like a local vegan spot versus uh, a veggie burger at like a Ford's garage, which is good, but you get like a handmade vegan burger with like fresh arugula and some oh, radish okay. and you know what I mean? Like there's something special about the love and it's, it's very unique when it comes to food that we forget sometimes how your mom used to cook you food in those big Sunday dinner meals. The reason it was so good is because it was the family environment and the atmosphere but it was also the food and those things combined just make a, an unbelievable experience. And that's where you get that local uh, flavor from is when you go to those local restaurants, you feel that love and that, that family environment, as well as the good food, of course. Do you hear something really sad though? I remember growing up as a child, 
that I just wanted to go to a fast food place because sure. we didn't really have a whole lot of mom and pop shops that I knew of growing up. I just knew there was, you know, the McDonald's and the Burger King and the Wendy's and all the big names that as a five-year-old, right. you really want to experience because it was cool back then. We were talking about a long time ago. Right. And I remember mom saying, it's okay, I'll make you a burger at home. It'll be great, it'll be better. And so I grew up on the mom toasted the bread slices Oh, yeah. And a burger patty and put cheese on it. And she's like, here you go. And I'm looking and thinking, how is that better? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was so, it was so um, city. I'll call it city back then. Yeah, that's but, so true. Yeah, nowadays, I mean, we have a lot of options for sure. But, you know, it was even something special like having a peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwich. Like Ooh. I used to have that as a kid. But like I wouldn't trade that for like a McDonald's burger as a kid, you know, it was like <laughs> something about open that up in the Ziploc bag and you get like your lace potato chips on the side. And it just yeah. kind of, it tasted different because like mom packaged it. And yeah. that's what I love about like local food and, and restaurants. And the cool thing is, I mean, they usually listen to the consumer. I mean, I'd love to know. They do. They actually do. Yeah. I'd love to know kind of your, um, your experience and what you've dealt with with all these local restaurants and stuff but i mean from my experience from my buddies that own it as well as just me popping in and getting to know the owners is all these folks if they don't like something on the menu if it doesn't sell if the consumer tells you if enough people say it they'll remove it and think of something better you know these are, they do they yeah. do the problem that i have come across with restaurants is they will have these incredible dishes they will have flavorful foods a lot of times a customer will come in and say, this is the best taco I've ever experienced. An influencer will say, this is the best seasoned meat. This is the best of this food or that food. And the restaurants will listen. But the minute that they have one or two people come in and say, this is too salty or this is too you know, stringy or whatever, they yeah. will listen more so to that negative consumer and they start changing recipes. That's true. And yeah. Sometimes they listen sudden, to less people than the masses. Yeah. Yes. They sometimes restaurants are uncomfortable with the negativity, and so they will listen to the negativity over the influencers that are coming in and the people who have been in the food industry for all those years because they're worried. Oh no! If two people said it, they account for two hundred. Sometimes it's true, but for for the larger portion of these restaurants, my biggest challenge has been going in and saying, oh, this is the best you know, cinnamon roll I've ever tasted in my entire life. And then the recipe changes a week later. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> right, <laughs> no. right. Have confidence in what you're doing when somebody comes in and says it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and you think here, that, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you think a lot of that has to do with just because there's been so many actors, actresses, restaurants, businesses that uh, end up going out of business because there's a few negative people? Do you think some of these restaurateurs are just scared to have those negative reviews because they're afraid of being canceled or shut down? Or like, what, where do you think that comes from? The restaurant at the end of the day is a business. Sure. And so you have a lot of creators in that kitchen. You have people that go into the restaurant industry as an artist. They create beautiful dishes. They create flavorful dishes because cooking is an art. Yeah. And so you're going in to experience artwork. Mm -hmm. But behind this artist, there's also um, personalities. And at the end of the day, this artwork needs to continue thriving forward in the community. So yeah. um, a lot of times it's 
you know, just the concern that they want to appease, you know, they want to please sure. everyone. Yeah, and, and you can't please everyone. Can't, at the end of the day, you can't please everyone. Yeah. You just can't. Um, sometimes it's just being confident, continuing to move forward. If the numbers are there, because oftentimes the numbers are still growing. Right. Um, if you see the numbers going down in, in business or customers coming in, that's when you need to really reevaluate. But if you're doing well as a business, I mean, very well, you're succeeding, you're going upward, have confidence in those numbers. If you notice that there might be a decline in customers or repetitive things on, on the same food, mm -hmm. then that's something to listen to. Um, the worst thing a restaurant could do is try to be like every other restaurant. Mm, yeah. And yeah. oftentimes I'll go into a restaurant and this tastes exactly like the guy down the street that tastes exactly like the other guy down the street. Mm -hmm. And everybody starts tasting the same because they start um, trying to mold rather than having the strength and confidence. So with me, what I try to really do is go in and rebuild their confidence, um, tell them how to strengthen what they're doing food wise, environmental wise. Um, That's so great. That's great. And you've been, so for people that don't know, again, I'll, I'll leave it in the, uh, the description as well as I'll, I'll give your social media a uh, shout out beforehand, but it's Orlando uh -huh. foodie girl yes. on Instagram. And sure. you've been, you've had that account for how long now? It's been about four years, maybe a little, four years. a little over that. And I think you're up to like um, thirty. Are you up to like thirty thousand followers? Yeah, it's almost 30, thirty-one. Yeah, right thirty-one. Now. Yeah. That's and there's great. a TikTok. It's the Orlando Foodie Girl. Um, On TikTok. Yeah. There's a Facebook. That's which Orlando that is. TikTok I have to be the. What did you say? <laughs> I had to actually create the Orlando Foodie Girl. What ah. happens is in this industry, you start growing, and then you have strange people the world is full of weird people mm -hmm. that will take your name and start changing it and using it without you for social media or just to be mean so it's like okay i got a hacker who used my name so now i have to go out and be the orlando foodie girl so right. there is a fake one that's orlando foodie girl out on TikTok. that's not me i'm the orlando foodie girl that's and of course one. that idiot had to take yours damn him <laughs> No, uh -huh. I did it. Yeah, but it looked pretty intentional. Yeah. So, but I mean, the good news is, I think that's when you know you're getting big. Is when you yeah. when, <laughs> when someone's copying you and yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll see it a lot. Oftentimes, I have to post on stories. This is not my page because people get reached out to by Orlando Foodie Girl in many different forms, and it's like that's not my page. Uh -huh. I never imagined the strength of how that page would grow. Um, at the end of the day, it is me, but it's. I'm just the vehicle pushing the brand. Right. So it's a brand that's been created as a tool to help local businesses be showcased yeah. and the best of Central Florida. And I'll tell you, there are some incredible, incredible restaurants that yeah. are featured on that page. Yeah, but, it, it's um, fantastic. Yeah, and, but that brand gets mimics sometimes. Yeah, well, no, it's uh, again, just a, a tribute to your hard work. And I, again, I know there's not there's no, there's X amount of hours in the day. So for mm -hmm. you to cover, I mean, I don't even know how much you post, but I feel like you post every day. There's just yeah, every day, every other day, every day. Um, I'm Which at restaurants not... every day. I don't always yeah. post every day. If I want yeah. to give some breathing space for sure. something featured to really, um, gain momentum Yeah. at the end of the day, it's really making sure that what I post does get the engagement and attraction that it deserves because if i make the effort to go to a restaurant and i find something wonderful to promote i really want to make sure that it's seen by the masses so if that takes me holding off a day 
before putting something else new, I'll do that because it's a priority for that restaurant to be featured. Yeah, that's so noble because there's just not a lot of when people use social media, you know, sometimes we always think or rather we forget that 10 years ago we used to post picture of you, me and, and the family at dinner. And then maybe it was my artwork. Maybe it was my girlfriend. Maybe I posted it. But now it's become this like cesspool of, you know, it's true what they say. Do it for the gram. Like a lot of fakeness, a lot of that's not what people really like. You know, it's the mask that they put over themselves to try to be better and try to be the best. And they want to impress people. But I love channels like yours because it's it's a very selfless act where you are posting, but you're posting to either help a business, you know, get recognition or it's for someone like myself who I used to live in Orlando again for pretty much my entire life uh, until about eight years ago, nine years ago. And you you uh, would post stuff like in Winter Park that has been there forever that I didn't even know. And People I'm forget like, too. yeah, you forget. And because there, again, there's so like you said, there's so many great restaurants. But the fact that you're able to go on your channel, take a look and then experience these local, um, you know, uh, flavors that maybe you will never get a chance to if you didn't follow your channel. That's cool versus looking at someone like do squats. Like there's a difference, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> there's a well, massive yeah. difference. Uh, and, and that's what I love about your channel. So it's, it's very unique in that way. So again, just a, a big applause. We'll give you applause here actually for that. Oh my gosh, oh my, I feel it. It's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. No, no. Reality is with Instagram, there has to be a purpose. There has to be an intention in, sure. in posting if you want to grow. And with me, it's a resource page. It's a page that people can go to and know they're going to find local restaurants to visit. It's, it's a guide. It's instead of having to wait for commercials like people did back in the 90s or looking through a newspaper, where do I go where there's only chains? It's a resource that people could visit and say, wait a minute, this is in Winter Park. I didn't know that was there. This isn't a Koei. This is on International Drive. Yeah. And basically, I am creating the avenue for them to find new experiences. Um, regarding you know, the page itself, it's, it's the same concept for anybody looking to start an Instagram is what is your intention and what do people gain from it? So with my page, that's what they gain. They gain a resource of where to go, but for other people looking to have an Instagram that grows and, and really flourishes, the question becomes at that point, what do I have to offer people that will somehow enrich or make their life better? Right. And where you post pictures of you and your family, that's beautiful, that's personal, and that really connects to people that already know you or, you know, want to be looking at that story. To grow further, somebody has to gain something personal, emotionally. People right. love food. It's like, oh, I'm hungry. I just created an emotion. I'm hungry. Yeah. With an athlete or somebody who's lifting weights, you know, that somebody could be looking to be more health conscious sure. and they're saying, okay, this is great. How did he do those squats? So that person doing weightlifting could be teaching on Instagram and that would make that page go further. Okay. And so there has to be value. And I think that's the only reason it's grown as much as it has, because the value is a quick one-stop resource to uh, save the consumer time and uh, discover yeah. And that's, you know, and again, I should say that, you know, Instagram didn't exist 
so we could do these things. I, I think it's kind of molded into this, which is kind of uh, exciting and incredible. And, you know, if you have an Instagram account, you don't have to go viral. You don't have to bring value. But I think kind of what we're saying, which is uh, yeah. imp important to take away here is if you decide that you do have value, I think it's important that uh, as humans, anyway, this is my opinion, where we should spread that knowledge. We should spread that love and that creativity because we have such an incredible platform. And that's where people kind of get a little twisted to where if you're driving in a car and you see another car in front of you and they cut you off and you honk and you want to scream and throw up a middle <sighs> finger. It's terrible. It's terrible. But that's yeah. we're communicating to other humans. Yeah. Yeah. And we only do that angry type of thing when we have metal and glass blocking us on the road. Yeah. We forget sometimes that we can pick up these devices and we can impact people for the better um, for a long time. And, you know, it's it's just the value that I love about Instagram when I find creators and I find people that want to spread that creativity and that positivity because we don't get a chance. Like, I can't impact 500 people today in you person. Can. Uh, well, you yeah, can. in person. Totally can. I believe in you. <laughs> But on social media, now we're talking, yeah. I can impact thousands. And that's yeah, why I have true. this podcast. And that's why, you know, on my Instagram, I haven't really got a, too aggressive with it uh, from a business standpoint, but I'm starting to. Um, mm -hmm. But with the podcast, I've, I've become more and more aggressive about how, how, it, how I can impact and um, how I can um, not mold people, but how I can share my experiences and maybe make Literally. someone's day better. But also mm -hmm. having conversations with people like yourself, I can also learn as well. And I think we somehow we all have to find that outlet, you know, for some people it's working out for some people it's visiting restaurants, but if we could find an outlet to where we can express ourselves, but also like share with humanity, man, that's like, why else are we on this planet? If not can to do that, I can tell you a secret, please. Do you mind? Should I cut this part out? Is this like a legit <laughs> no, 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 vault sorry. secret? Okay. <laughs> not a vault secret. It's a humanity <laughs> secret, but it's also mm. a secret on social media. Um, share, share, share. People care about people who care about them. So on social media, if you're looking for people to engage with you and, and become aware of what you're doing, the best way to do it is to also take an interest in them. Mm. Going on their page, making a comment. Oh, your family looks happy. Thank you for sharing this experience. Oh, what a beautiful outfit you're wearing. And connecting with people on a one-on-one -on -one level shows you care. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a few seconds of your time. But that connection, reaching out to different people across social media, one, it makes their day better. It enriches their day. They're like, wow, somebody gave me or my family a compliment. But it also helps you grow because it brings out the genuine part of who you are. And only say comments you mean, like if somebody's wearing something just horrendous and be like, oh, it's beautiful when you're like, oh, she shouldn't have worn it. But be <laughs> genuine in your comments and show you care. And I promise you, and I, I don't mean you, I mean anybody looking to um, really make an impact in Instagram. When you show you care, people will care back. It's just, it's natural because it's, it's a sharing of love. It's the give and continue giving. That's, that's so true. I, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing that that secret. That's impressive. And for people for people listening out there, <laughs> that is that is so powerful. Just the fact that um, you know when we do care a little bit more about people, we're able to. It's it's kind of it's hard to explain because it's such a cool feeling when, like, I love it when someone calls me up and they're like, "Hey, Tony, I heard the podcast. 
I love this guest that you had on. I learned X, Y, Z. And I'm like, man, that's cool because I wouldn't like, I'm never going to meet these people in real life. But the fact mm -hmm. that you can use this little device that we have in our pockets to impact people and you actually care about it. It's a pretty radical feeling for sure. Absolutely. So. You're changing the world one <laughs> podcast at a time. This, this yeah. is the clapping for you. I don't have the sound effects because my podcast system is not actually just did it. doesn't exist. Probably won't exist because that's why you're here. But <laughs> yes, yes. There's there's only seven billion people on earth. So uh we got work to do, but we'll get there. Well, I'm sure one more was just born. So yes, yes. What is it like every three seconds or something? That's... I don't know. We can keep counting. We had a ticker. Yeah, just a little ticker there. Fifty people were born in this podcast. Yeah, we gotta balance out for some deaths here. So it's like hopefully it's going like that. That's a good thing. That's right. Um so speaking of impacting people, so obviously besides the blog, um, if I remember you uh you have your own book as well, yes? I do. I do. I'm an author. So um, so what's that? What's that book? It is called Toxic Moon. You saw how I lit up. Toxic Moon. Um, the series name is Tristan Pates, and okay. I've got one right here. Look at this. Oh yeah, give me a little placement. Dude, dude, look at that. <gasps> wow, pretty. Oh, there it is, Toxic Moon. So this was actually started about ten years ago, and it was one of those things where you have a goal, you have something you want to do, mm -hmm. um, you don't know why, you just know it's important to you, and sure. it's kind of how my life has always been directed, but. Um, this was actually written because I missed a best friend and emotionally I had this, I learned this years later, by the way, I had this deep desire to um, reconnect with somebody I would never find again. And so a lot of the story, and by the way, this is way more dramatic, but um, a lot of the story was little, you know, clippets of my life that I remember that really made a lifelong impact in me. Um, oh, wow. But this book is about a boy, and I promise you the person I knew was not cursed. But <laughs> this was a story of a 17-year-old boy. Um, he was born cursed, and he was born cursed because his parents, um, their actions. Um, to make a long story short, the father went to um, Venezuela mm -hmm. to study a tribe called the Yanomami tribe. Mm. And it's a true tribe. And so I did quite a bit of study on that tribe. It's a it beautiful story. It's, it sounds intoxicating and beautiful. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> I love the word play. Yes. So toxic moon. That's, I assume if I remember, is, is that in your bio where people could pick that up on Instagram? Actually, yeah, there is a link on the page. Very I cool. A little lamp here, a little toxic there. moon. I love it. Very cool. And it's going to be a trilogy. Well, congrats on that. That's okay. So you're a busy girl. You are so sweet. You know what? I tend to stay busy. I have a new segment coming out um, on radio soon. So that's going to be. Yeah, you were talking. What station is that? It's um, WJRR oh. 101.1 Rock, which is cool. I love that station. So That's my, that's um, my favorite station. More. You do? You love it? Yeah, it's my favorite station. When I was in Orlando, yeah. that was my high, high five. That was my, <gasps> we got a high five. Was that horrible. was my go-to. WJ. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be a member of that team um, after the twenty fifth. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, no, you know, life is all about staying busy and taking opportunities as they come and continuing to grow and really becoming the true essence of who you are. And uh, sure. you never know what comes from what. So 
Yeah. And, and loving what you do is obviously a, a huge part of it. So, you know, sometimes yeah. I think you could probably uh, attest to this to where sometimes it's not going to be profitable doing what you love right at first. But, you know, eventually if you stick to your guns and you do the right things and you're a good person and you do what you love, it's going to pay dividends for sure. Well, there was a, there was a little, uh, cool. I heard many years ago that I never understood until a few years ago. Um, you got to choose. Do you want to be rich or do you want to be famous? <laughs> and it's true. A lot of, you know, a lot of these musicians that you see out there, they are struggling. Yeah. They are you know, like, oh, shoot, how can I afford to buy these shoes? You know? <laughs> but yet their music is playing on the radio. Right. You know, it's a matter of finding that thin balance and finding passive income coming from different avenues or income coming from different places while still becoming the essence of who you are and growing right. as who you are and eventually you know manifest it out there what you want see the vision go towards that and it happens it just it happens that's right well well said jesslyn i must say well said so on the on the 25th is that what you said that you got you're gonna well, be on jr or you what happens is what happens is um right now they have earth day birthday and sure. so once that's done, then we'll start um, recording. And it'll be a once a week segment, just something fun to um, <clears throat> connect with Central Florida, talk about the yeah. food scene, do some fun giveaways. You guys want free food? You can have yeah. it. Come to Tampa. Hopefully you'll win something. You're going to win something, right? Yes, of course. And enter and win something? Yeah, of course. Yes, yes, I'm going to call it. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, the, cool. you know, people will be able to connect with me through the segment and really connect with their um, local restaurants. That's so great. And uh, for now, is there anything in particular that you have uh, coming up besides that? Is there any cool restaurants that you're popping into? Or is there any shout outs that maybe people could try something that you've done this week, the last couple of days that might Ooh, be some value? Is there so many? <laughs> I think I have like over 800 restaurants posted. Um, yeah. What actually I think it's more like 600 restaurants or 500 restaurants. Just a couple of them I, I put, twice so there's like 800 and something posts but um no this week i have cilantrillo coming up it's a oh my gosh one of my favorite meals on the planet is mofongo with the oh puerto rican style of mofongo and the puerto rican style has a lot of garlic in it and a lot of flavor and then they took they take meats or seafood and after they press that mofongo, they take this meat and they put it right on top with the juices and the vegetables. And it's just so, oh my gosh, it's so incredible. So that sounds great. Yeah, it's so good. So I will be experiencing that. My, um, uh, my wife just had mofongo at some place in Tampa and she said they're, uh, I think it's chimichurri sauce. And she said it was out of this world, just the sauce as a whole. Cause normally it's supposed to be like, you know, an actual sauce. Uh, but this was a little bit more thick, kind of like a paste. And she Incredible. was, de- yeah, she was describing to me how it is because she's Puerto Rican and she was describing how it is like authentic. She's like, this is pretty close. She's like, nothing compares to like ma, but this is pretty close. Really? And, uh, See, and- you know, I wish I could enjoy it. You know, I'm vegan, so I can't have any of the meat, unfortunately. Well, and the thing you, you need to realize is, you know, I make the joke of like my mom and the McDonald's burger, but right. I grew up around very um, beautiful women who cooked incredibly delicious food. My mom was an incredible cook. She would create rice and beans and meats and seafood and all these things very much 
from the Caribbean, you know, Puerto Rico. Yeah. And my grandmother's all these delicious soups and asopao and oh my gosh. So I grew up indulging in these delicious flavors. So my expectations of food are a little more elevated than somebody who grew up on like, you know, a chicken breast with steamed carrots. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, my standards go a little higher just because I grew up around incredible chefs. My grandfather and grandmother owned a restaurant and they owned a pizzeria. And so I grew up understanding the business so and a- how it impacts families and how it could build or, or break a family. And so it's so important for me with the mom and pop shops to really support them because I know how hard they work. I know that even if they're open from 12 to nine at night, they're up five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes they don't go to sleep. It's, it's such yeah. a hard industry. And it really touches my heart emotionally because that is how I grew up seeing my grandparents is being in that restaurant from the morning to the night. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot. And, you know, when you have, uh, you know, friends and family that own restaurants, like I said, my buddy owns uh, Gnarly Barley up uh, on. Have you have you been there? Gnarly Barley? It's on Virginia. I'll go now. Yeah, please do. Well, he used to, <laughs> they used to have it on South Orange. Um, but they just opened up, uh, on Virginia, I think a few months back and they also own, um, GB's bottle shop. Yeah. It's, it's a great place. And, you know, he's owned it for almost a decade and they've, they've grown it to now they have multiple locations. And, you know, when you see kind of the trials and tribulations that they go through, um, if you don't have that in your family, as you're growing up, you really appreciate food a lot more, you know, like I, I think, and I don't know if you witnessed this a lot, but when I go with friends, there's two types of people you could tell. So people that have homegrown like food that they mm-hmm. mom and dad used to cook for them and they, they love food. Like in my whole family is Italian. So the pastas and the, you know, even like the mac and cheese would be from scratch. And yeah, this crap, you know, it was never craft bullshit yeah. or Velveeta in my house. Like it didn't yeah. exist. Ooh. Yeah, we didn't have. Yeah, we didn't. No. Yeah, I dated a guy once that tried to make me food with Velveeta. And I, I was like, what are Wait, what? No. no. <laughs> Get the, get the fuck it's out of here. And no. so th- there's two types of people when you go out to dinner uh, or lunch or whatever with friends. And if you're listening out there, I recommend you think about this next time you have uh, food with friends because it's very interesting. The people that appreciate food and love food take their time eating it. They and do. the people that they don't, that just want to shove it in their face just because whether it's good or not, if it's really good, I take longer to eat. I really chew it. I let my cheek like soak up the cheek glands. I let it soak up all the flavor. Mm-hmm. I take my time. I have the conversation. I talk about the food because, again, there's a dude in the kitchen that is sweating his ass off, and maybe he went to school for it. Maybe he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on a degree, and you're shoving it down in two minutes. It's like, to me, it's disrespectful, in my opinion. It's art. You, you it is art. The art. Yeah, and it is art. And it's yeah, art that you can eat, which is like the best art. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that we were talking about taste buds and I always had a joke. Well, I'm lot and I have more taste buds. And it's funny because I've said that on shows jokingly and people believe me. They say, oh, really? <laughs> but it, it's not that I had more taste buds. It's that I had more opportunities to taste yeah. more flavorful foods. And, yeah. you know, the garlics and the cilantros and the, yeah. oh my gosh, I can't eat. I'm going to start drooling just talking oh. about these Incredibly delicious food. I already um, so it's it's just more experience with flavors. Um, yeah, was, sure. That was a blessing in my life. 
Yeah. And I recommend for people that don't have that when they were growing up, it's never too late, you know, go to these local places. And, you know, I try to communicate with as many owners as I can when I pop in and say, Hey man, well, you know, what'd you put in here? Sometimes they don't share. Like I went to this really cool Italian place in Tampa up in Brandon. And, um, I asked the, uh, waiter and I was like, Hey dude, uh, is it possible? Like talk to the manager, the owner. And he goes, yeah, she's right there. And I look over and it looked like my grandmother, swear to God. Mm -hmm. And it was one lady. She was cute as hell. She was seven years old and she was the chef. She was cooking all the food. And, um, I, I don't want to butcher the name. I wish I remembered. I'm going to try to, I'm going to leave the link in the description cause I'm going to look it up, but it was just so beautiful cause the meal took 40 minutes to get to us, yeah. but you look in the back and it's legit. Like her grandma, you know, your grandma and like one other guy that was like a sous chef helping her out. And that was it. And that type of place, like you look at that and you're like, you can't eat that food right away. You got to appreciate the flavors and get to know them. Like she had these little plants that she was growing her own cilantro uh, back there. It was just the cutest thing ever. And man, we forget sometimes that food is not only is it giving us the nutrition that we need, but like you said, the art that it takes and yeah, you gotta, you gotta appreciate it because you know, you shouldn't be, and you also shouldn't be having like 10 meals a day. Like you should have like, no, no, no. <laughs> you could use it for breakfast, juice for lunch and have a great meal for dinner. Yeah. Like a nice hearty meal. Do you typically, yeah. do you typically do that when you, uh, could you try all these foods when you go to these restaurants? Yeah, I do. Well, what people don't realize about me and I want to plug market to table, by the way, not because of any reason, but it's one of my favorite restaurants here in Central Florida. And as you were describing food, I'll talk about them down the line. But um, no, health-wise, I go to the gym a lot. I'm in the gym every single day. I take classes. I do sauna. I do some weightlifting. That's very important for me or I would die. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm that dramatic. I would die. um, Because you eat so much food. Well, I don't eat that much food either. But what happens with me is with restaurants, I won't eat everything they give me. I mean, I've been brought out eight dishes before. I can't eat eight dishes of food. I will take one bite of this, one bite of that. Um, And oftentimes I'll take a couple bites of a a few dishes and try to eat something that's healthier for me. So like meat and vegetables, I'll try to go with clean meats and vegetables and salads and anything with fruits like that's what makes me happy like clean if you can make a vegetable taste great i'm the happiest person in the world i will love you for the rest (laughs) of my life and my children and family will have heard about you for generations but um yeah if you can really take a vegetable and and really bring out the flavors i'm a happy girl that's so funny (laughs) very true so you heard it here (laughs) first folks is Make a vegetable taste good. And Jesslyn, she's got you for sure. You're in the game. Um, Well, listen, I I can't believe it. We're almost at an hour already. Wow. And it was so much fun. Yeah, no, this is great. And I definitely want to want to have you on again for sure, because I could talk to you for even, but I want to be conscious of your time as well. Um, So for people just listening, we obviously know TikTok and Instagram, but is there maybe a website or some other plugs that you want to talk about before we let you go? Someone also took my website name. That's no, another. They, did. they did. They really did. So that kind of took it off. Um, if, no, if somebody wants to reach me, a lot of people reach out to me directly through Instagram. That is the main hub, the main source. That's how they could reach me. I reply to virtually everyone. I think if I get 80 messages in one day, I'll scan through them. If they're just reposting something, that's fine. If they have questions, I try my best to really answer everyone. That's great. Um, yeah. 
And before I go, we were talking about the restaurant industry, the um, market to table. If you ever come into town, he grows his own spices. The food is the most delicious. You have to check that place out. Where's it at? Uh, Winter Garden. Oh, Winter Garden. Oh, wow. It's one of my favorite restaurants here in Central Florida. And I don't gain anything out of telling you that, except if I ever had to take anyone in from out of town, they would definitely go there. I love Um, that stuff. I used to. I used to love, um, I think it's closed from what one of my buddies told me, but Dandelions, it used to be a vegan. Yes, yes, I remember that place. And, uh, Sanctum, Sanctum yeah. is vegan. Yeah, that's um, right. And I, The Prosper, I think it's called the Prosper is also. Yeah. And one, one thing I love about Dandelions is if you like ordered a salad, you li- they literally would go in the back and pick it. And oh, I loved yeah. Dandelions. I've been there. I was vegan for a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's was. I mean, it's I they're probably mad now, but I was the uh, <laughs> the ambassador for the vegan festival. <laughs> so, the one I met you at, that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh what God, ended yeah. up happening was every restaurant's like, can you please try this? Can you please try this? And after a while, after you've taken one bite everywhere you go, um, <laughs> you're like, wait, I'm not vegan, am I? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I can't imagine only doing vegan food. Like, yeah. I, there's so it many great rough. vegan restaurants, but man, it just, there's so much great food out there. It's hard to be a blogger and a food critic, so to speak, and only talk vegan food. Like there's so yeah, much. I um, but out of respect but, um, for your time, I know that we are running into an hour here. So um, I do want to give the links in case anybody wants to please. reach me. Yes. Uh, Orlando foodie girl on Instagram on TikTok, It's the Orlando foodie girl. And on Facebook, I think it's just Orlando foodie girl, but really, if you really want to reach me, just go to Instagram. Just that's, that's the best that's, way, right? That's, that's the best way. Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, listen, uh, I, I can't thank you enough. Um, and by the way, for people wondering, I reached out to Jesslyn on the DM. That's where it goes down is the DM. Uh, <laughs> but no, thank you. Thank you for responding so quickly and hopping on here so quick. And I'm excited for you to to start these radio segments. You're going to do great because you're like a natural. Like, look at you. You're like a host right now. This is fantastic. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. I mean, well, this I'm is... with a host. <laughs> I mean, this is, no, this is pretty fun. much... Yeah, you're, you're a, a pro. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate it. I'll definitely reach out to you after this about uh, um, sending you a box. I'll probably have it ready for you in a, a couple weeks. And, I am so uh, excited. I'm almost in tears. No, I'm excited. Well, let me let me ask you this before I let <laughs> you go. So uh, it's, it's for couples, but mm-hmm. on the DL, uh, I do have an option in there for singles as well. So... Do you, okay. which, which category do you fit into? If you don't mind me asking. Well, I'm single, but I can make pretend I'm a couple. So it's up to I like you. It. I like it. Or maybe, so, I'll send you, maybe I'll send you both and you could just decide that day. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm not saying, you to put it, but no, I mean, yeah. If you put a couples thing out there. It, well, again, th- thank you for the time. I love your content. Keep it the good work and you do inspire people. So, uh, salute yeah. another applause for you here. Here you go. I, I feel, need. I feel the love. By the it's way, so I need powerful. it. It's like radiating my <laughs> chakra, the heart chakra. Like ah. <laughs> Honestly, it's my pleasure. And if you don't mind, I am gonna connect you to my buddy Zach, who owns Gnarly, because I think you'll get a kick yeah. out of that. That's yeah, yeah. No, I'd love really to meet. Well, very good, Justin. Well, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your week. Kick ass on the radio. <laughs> if I don't talk to you again. Uh, high five. High five. <sighs> oh, it happened. I'm You're a so, pro. I'm lucky. Jesslyn, she's a pro. (laughs) Jesslyn Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Jesslyn, thanks so much. (laughs) Talk to you later. (laughs)